Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Just Kidding from Kids Music. John and Dan get to revisit their brother from another mother, the legendary folk singer-songwriter and pioneer children's artist, Peter Alsop. He talks about his most recent project, Camping with Dad. This inventive album is filled with stories and songs that raise our son's awareness of the need to respect our daughters and ourselves. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit kidsmusic.com to catch all of our latest podcasts and sign up to get our newsletter. I'm just kidding and he's just kidding. Just kidding is what we do. We're just kidding and they're just kidding. You kid a little bit too. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Just Kidding. I am John Wood. Yes, and I am Dan Crow. And we have a really special guest today, a longtime friend. In fact, yeah. so long ago that he and I did this album 40 years ago. <laughs> I shouldn't wow. say that. <laughs> wow. And I, I just, I, I tried to keep the shrink wrap on it. This is Peter Alsop, everybody, we got here. And we're not going to have these other guys on. I <laughs> got you, buddy. <laughs> That's a collector's item. Uh, yeah, but, but I, just, I ripped the, the shrink wrap, so it's probably worth less now. <laughs> you have that, I'm sure, Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> Hi, y'all. So good to see you. I love hanging out with you, too. Uh, don't we feel the same way? Boy, lots, lots of t- adventures together that's for sure <laughs> i was thinking back the first time that we met and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was through al walton through uh you were doing a, you were putting a chorus together for a song al Jarreau was a part of the chorus but he kept screwing it up because he couldn't sing no i'm kidding <laughs> but is that is that what we first met you and I? Yeah, I was have been to the Blah Blah Cafe days. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In North Hollywood. Yeah. That, that was when you were record you were doing a lot of concerts. You were recording for Flying Fish and you you were doing a lot of so called grown up concerts back then. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So and um I eventually, you know, did my first kids album. Well, after yours, Dan, you're the one that got me hooked on this stuff. Uh, Silly Songs. That was our first, the first uh, collaboration together when we did that Silly Songs yeah. and Modern Love Advice. But then you did one right after, your first one right after, right? Yeah. 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 Because okay. I realized, and I also had been writing kid-like songs for adults mm-hmm. because I found that it was a, you know, I, I'm a psychologist and, I, and I'm interested in having as soon as I learned something, I go, wow, I, I wish I'd known that 10 years ago it would have saved me a lot of grief. So if I can put a song out and pass it on to some, some poor guy who's trying to get along with his wife and his children and doesn't know how to do it, and I can pass him on some information to save him the trouble, then I'd write a song about it. But one of the disarming ways to do that is to do a kid type of song. And um, yeah. I actually, you had asked about playing videos. You guys interviewed me for a radio show before, and this is wonderful to do this. I'm still trying to figure out how this grandfather got in my mirror. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I, I have that same thing. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking, Peter, about that this morning, too, a little bit about when we did that folk album that you were on that with me a few years ago. And we, right. and we sang This Old Man. <laughs> I thought, how appropriate. <laughs> there you go. And here we are. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was great, though. Uh, we were on uh, on your back porch overlooking uh, Topanga Canyon. It was a uh, remember the guys were doing chainsaws off in the distance. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's hi, right. hi, Peter. Yeah. 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 
You know, that was fun. That was fun. Peter I was got first kids album, and I I woke up this morning with an earworm. <laughs> and it was, what do you want to do? That was the name of the album, right? That's and correct. That yeah. Of course, so catchy. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want to do? Try to make a song, well, and I will too. I love that. That's like that's like, that got you going there for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it sure did. Well, what I was gonna, what I was mentioning was, is how I was using kid type songs because they're disarming for an adult audience, and mm -hmm. I was making a living going around to different conferences, um, and rather than doing a lecture, which everyone else was doing, which is kind of you know left brain and cognitive and analytical, I would do a song about kids and families, and then I could talk about it afterwards and and show the therapists that were at the conference ways that they could use music to address issues for a family, get stuff out on the table that was loaded. Well, this is a natural, I know, I think this is your 20th album, uh, Camping with Dads, which is what we're talking about, right. your, your new one. That's, that's got to be at least 20, right? Or, well, there's, of, of kids' albums, there's 10 of them, but I had five before with Flying Fish, okay. before I even started doing mm -hmm. the kids' ones. And then I have, uh, like, uh, there's uh, other adult ones that I put out that have to do with, uh, so the, besides the five for the Flying Fish, I've got another seven or eight um, on my own, Disciples of Perfection, River of Life. Um, you know, I did one with a bunch of songs from the feminist women's, uh, men's and women's movement called uh, Ebenezer's Makeover. Because basically, if you think about the, uh, the uh, Christmas Carol, uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. it's a makeover for Ebenezer Scrooge. He was this crotchety old guy and he had, goes to sleep and has and meets the spirits and wakes up and you know, he's filled with the spirit of Christmas and everything. So I did that about a guy who was, who was a, he was the, Ebenezer was a, the dean of students at a college and not so tiny Tim was one of the basketball players that he <laughs> adopted and, and Tim wanted to start a men's group and he threw him out of his office and Jacob Marley comes to him and says, Ebenezer, you're going to be visited. So there's three spirits that take Ebenezer back to his whole male childhood and this, this, the past and the present and the future, which is full of war and stuff and, and what's going on from our maleness. And he wakes up the next morning and he's, he decides he wants to have men's groups at the college and he feels so much more excited. But I use songs by all sorts of people. Holly Nears on there with me and Jeff Morgan and Charlie Murphy and other people that were part of the feminist men's movement for a long time. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of albums, Dan. This is my 10th kids one and it's yeah. called Camping with Dads. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I've just, you know, been putting it out to see if I might be able to get a Grammy nomination for this one. I've been a member of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences for a long time, but there's something about doing kids music and then entering something where one person wins and everybody else doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and I, there's something that disturbs me about this. So I haven't really entered that before, but I went, you know what? I think this is an important album because I wrote it so dads would... Um, we're raised in a patriarchy and we have all sorts of messages we're not even aware of. Like my son or my grandson, he falls down and hurts himself. Like, come on, oh, that, that doesn't hurt. Don't cry. Don't be a sissy. Come on. And what did I just do? My daughter's there or my granddaughter's there. And she's going, is there something wrong with being a sister? What's what, what do you mean? Don't do that. What, how, what's wrong with that? Is something wrong with crying? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've just passed on some more messages about you're not quite as good. Don't, don't be like girls. Do we want that? You know, do we want to pass that on or is it time to start changing some of those ways? So the whole album, Camping with Dads, is we talk about the different kind of things that might have gotten passed on us. We talk as dads to each other with the kids there who ask us questions. And we deal with some fairly heavy subjects sometimes, too. You know, um, there's I fall asleep at lunch after we finally get up to the campsite where we're going to camp out and, 
and I have a dream and Martin Luther King's there and uh, and he's going hi you know what are how are you doing I'm going who are you he goes Martin Luther King and I go no come on you're not Martin Luther King he says yes yes no I must be no I'm having a dream that's all he says no I had a dream I go no don't start that with me you know, <laughs> so so but we sing this song called skin color and he joins in and the kids join in and then I wake up from the dream so it's a st- knit story so that it gives this framework for all of the songs. Well, I mean, you don't just put a, a, a sing-along call about skin color and about racism on a kid's album because people don't know how to address that. So part of the framing of it with my stories is to give parents some skills and saying, how could we talk about this with our kids? Oh, it's out on the table now. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this with them. And I mentioned about how sometimes parents aren't safe places. So how did I redo that? I wrote a song called, uh, my dad used to say, Peter, you need a good talking to. And I thought, no, dad, maybe I need a good listening to. And I wrote a song called. Yeah. My favorite song, song. album. I, I love that concept, the way you presented that. Yeah, you know. Oh, you know, well, else I have to interrupt, interrupt just briefly. The flow of the album, I love the fact that some of the songs are done like campfire songs. You're sitting around with the guitars and your instruments and playing it that way. But that whole concept of the, the, uh, the sonical digital musical box where you can really blast something out there. That was really cool. I like the way you introduced that. Yeah. Thank you. I had to, well, I had to do something because kids will call you on stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute, you're on a hike and all of a sudden there's a horn section and a piano. Where'd that come from? Exactly. You know? So I made up this, I made up this, and what's funny about that, Dan, is I made up the concept of a box that you just push the button and it knows what key you're playing in. It has just the perfect music. It's got whatever you need. Exactly. And I've had a couple of other people say, is there one of those? Where can I, can I get one? I think that's too tall an order maybe, you know. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't put uh, my song on there, uh, which is um, – Hey, kids, stay away from those mushrooms over there. You might see Martin Luther King, too. <laughs> Terrific song, but I understand why it wasn't on the album. I, I thought about it, but I, but I felt like, you know, I, I just felt, John, you get so many covers by so many other people with your material that you just didn't need one more. Right. Yeah. He'd already, he'd already used mushrooms with I Am A Pizza anyway. So <laughs> what kind of That's mushroom? right. Pepperoni. Yeah, exactly. I, Actually, I don't know, Dan, you probably have more covers for your songs than anybody else, any other than the three of us, because my songs are so out there and edgy that not a lot, I Am A Pizza is the only one people really ever covered very much. My body's, nobody's body but mine, those two. I am a pizza. I am a pizza. With extra cheese. Extra cheese. From tomatoes. From tomatoes. Sauces squeezed. Sauces Garlic and mushrooms. Garlic and mushrooms. Oregano. Oregano. I am a pizza ready to go. I am a pizza. I am a pizza. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. No anchovies. No anchovies. Your bony baloney. Onions and sausage. Order by phone. I am a pizza. Take me home. <laughs> 
pum pum pum. I am a pizza. I am a pizza. With fresh baked crust. Fresh baked crust. I am a pizza. Ready to bust. Well, I am a pizza. I am a pizza. Peppers on top. Peppers on top. Out of the oven. Out of the oven. Into the box. Into the car and into the car and upside down. Upside down. I am a pizza dropped on the ground. Well, I was a pizza. I was a pizza. I was the best. I was the best. I was a pizza. Now I'm a you know, Charlotte Diamond did a great version of I Am a Pizza. I love that. She's had over a couple million hits on on YouTube. Wow, really? Surprised me. Yeah. That's but no the, one's ever monetized that. So it's like, okay, I'm glad people are enjoying it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, but, well, you know, by the way, the, the, uh, the, the kids, the children and the adults, the, you know, the dads on the album are just really good. They, they, they're acting, their vocal work is really terrific. And the, and the sound effects in the background of the hike and the, the creeks and the crickets and the fire, you know, I just, you know, when you sit around the campfire and, and the brook, when you're, when you're crossing the little stream, you know, that's just beautifully produced. I want to compliment you on that. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, it took a long time. I'm, I st- I've had the concept of this album and told people I was going to do this thing for dads because I've been concerned about, you know, as a, as a white male, uh, able-bodied, uh, heterosexual, you know, all of the kinds of things tall that, that are, can feel oppressive to other people because it's predominance of our entitlement with those things in this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, I realized that I needed to do something. I have, I, I've written, I've been a feminist for a long time, but I had a lot of women say, you play for the men. Just go tell them. They need some help, you know? And uh-huh. I went, yeah, you're right. That's my, that's who I need to talk to about how do we change this? And it doesn't work if you come and say, hey, you got to change the way you are. I want to draw men in so that they go, oh, yeah. One of my favorite things is when a dad says, hey, you know that album? And the, I got one for my kid, and I was listening to it the other day, and I'm thinking, Oh God, I do that with my kid, don't I? Maybe I ought to cut that out. I'm going, yes, you know, exactly. I don't want to come and tell people what to do, but if I can show them through the storylines in the albums, you know, then it's better. So, you know, with the in the COVID time, you know, before that, I would be able to get a whole bunch of kids together, ask moms to come and and we'd practice the songs a bunch of times and then they'd go home and they'd work on it and stuff and we'd come back and practice it again. And you can, you know, when you're singing a group song with kids, they don't want to start nice and clean like professional studio musicians do. So the, the beginning starting in like eight times of, of each word. And yeah. so all I could do is I got, I had grandchildren. I had three grandchildren and two neighborhood kids who came in and I'd have them sing it, but it wasn't all together because we couldn't rehearse it. And they didn't come in all together. It's one at a time. I could bring the, my grandchildren in because they were kind of a pod. They'd been around, hanging around with each other. They all lived near each other. And our family hangs out. But the other two came in by themselves. We had masks on until we took them off. And then I'd have to take what they did. And if they didn't start when everybody else started, I didn't have a lot of time. So I'd have to go in and move the first word in a little bit, each painstakingly so it would start the same time as everybody else. 
Same yeah. thing with the dads. The dads sent me their video, sent me their audio, and we stripped it in. And then we had to move stuff. We had to pitch people a little bit. And it just took a really, really long time because of COVID. Uh, yeah. I probably spent more money on this album than I have on any other album because of that time constraint that I could uh, cut down on when we could get together as a group and practice a song five or six times and talk about that or even get all the kids together to record it at one time. But every time I went in with one kid, I still had the same studio expenses, you know. I'm not sure. complaining. I spent the money because I think it was really a worthwhile project. I yeah. think it's, uh, it, I hope I can get it out. And the other thing that I'll talk about the project is I did a long form. There are 30, 30 songs on it. And they're not all songs. Some of them are segues. And I'm trying to deal with our capitalistic way of selling music, which everybody's having difficulty now. We used to be able to make song uh, money from selling our CDs after the shows for kids. And we could get a group together and people would buy it for the kids or for the grownups. Folk, folk musicians would do that. And now not so much because people have learned that you can stream it on Spotify or somewhere else and or just sign it, pay $9 a month and stream whatever you want. And people that sound like Dan Crow or people that sound like J.P. Nightingale, which is John's mm -hmm. group, you know, um, and it comes up. And all of the stuff that I did, which always has a song with a little tail on it, to, that's a segue between the end of that song and the beginning of the next one. So I can frame it for parents who are listening and kids, keep them engaged and then get the they all come up and the song plays and the tail goes and it just stops. And, um, and there's, and our, our income is like dropped. You can't make a living off of those kind of uh, 140th of a cent. Every time there's a one stream that happens, they do log it. But so that part's gone. And now that with COVID, we can't get our groups together. We've worked hard for years to have people want to come and see Dan Crow and they'll, you know, pay seven fifty, ten dollars $10, $15 to come to a show with all the kids, you know, and now we can't get them together. So, there's a struggle about how do we, how do we get this information out? How do we do that? And so, um, you know, I just figured at this point, I want this information into people's hands because with the current elections and stuff that's going on, the mean spiritedness that's afoot in the world uh, and that's being brought out, we've had racism here always, but there's, there's a tacit permission and not even so tacit that if you're feeling that way, you can come on out and do this stuff and yeah. uh, things like reparations. Uh, for the fact that black people have not had the same kind of uh, entitlement and privileges that we have and therefore don't own properties. And, you know, white, us white people, that all three of us fall into that category, I'm thinking, we're looking at, we're looking at saying, yeah, that might have happened. And yeah, I could have, if someone came and said, I would said, yeah, I don't know what I can do about it. Am I supposed to take my limited income as a kid's songwriter and give it to any black people I know? How do, how do we fix the system? And it's been happening now, and I'm delighted about it. I, no matter who's in office, there's a, there's a sea change going on in awareness about this kind of stuff, where I'm hearing more and more white people saying, you know, I'm, I'm in. What can we do to make it more equitable? Because I get that it's not. But I'm watching all of these black people get shot in their car for a traffic violation, and it's not happening to me because I have privilege, and that's not okay with me. So I, I know it's not okay with a lot of us. I wake up in the morning and listen to the news Stuff that's going on, it shakes me to my shoes We're putting kids in prisons, it's happening today But we're gonna make it stop, cause it's not okay They're all our kids, every single one Even if we're not their moms or dads they're all our kids.
Every daughter, every son And it breaks our hearts They're in a place so sad touching on and, and that is the process of how the artist gets the material to the audience and you pointed out due to what's going on now with the virus and so forth you can't do the performances but if you look to the arc of the situation when uh, buskers on the street corner with the hat down and people coming by and throwing money into it or the old uh, the, the medieval artists traveling from town to town sharing the news from previous towns and oh by the way have you heard of the black death no, sounds interesting. And then now we've got with the artists uh, are going, I love the resiliency of artists where, where they go, okay, I saw Fred Sokolow, who's a, a musician, a friend of all of us, and he has a, he's teaching, uh, whether it's a banjo or whatever it is, and he's got a tip jar. 
And I thought, that's really cool. So people, he's using the medium, he's using the technology. He might as well be on the street corner playing banjo or so using, using a negative situation and turning it into a positive. And I think overall you're talking uh, you know, about that as well on a much uh, grander scale. Well, the, the interesting thing for me as a psychologist, what, I, what I'm constantly looking at, the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, I can't tell you how often I, I don't like using the terms good and bad, you know, that's real, they're really relative terms. If uh, the fox gets out and catches the rabbit, it's a good day for the fox, but it's not a good day for the rabbit, is it? Yeah. If the rabbit gets away, it's a good day for the rabbit. So it's all relative depending on how you're looking at it. So I would have a kid in counseling and he's going, I'm just a bad kid. Everybody says I'm a bad kid, you know, and I go, yeah. I don't believe there's any such thing as a bad kid. I think there's things that we do that we can change, but good and bad is about who you are. And, um, and that's what shame is. Shame is about who you are and, and there's something bad. Guilt is different. Guilt's about something you do. And I will talk about, I don't mind feeling a little guilty. I, I refuse to feel ashamed of myself because there's nothing wrong with me. But do I do things that I feel guilty about sometimes I could have done differently or better maybe or some way I'd like to change? Because you, you can change what you do, but you can't change who you are. So some of the things that they're like, what I do with the kids, I'll say, you know, I just heard you say something about yourself that was negative. I do that too sometimes. So I'm going to ask you to help me. When, if you hear me say anything like, oh yeah, I'm so silly. I'm just stupid. I can't remember that, you know? Um, and, and, and you, I don't want you to go, Hey, you just said something negative about yourself. Just do me a favor, pull on your ear and go like this. Don't say anything. And I'll know exactly what you're talking about because those negative messages, we hear them all the time and we give them to ourselves. They keep getting in there. How do we help each other's not do that? What I've just done also is next time he does that, I don't have to jump on him. I can just go, no, no, no. And he'll realize that he maybe said, I'm just a bad kid. So how do, how do we take some of those things and write songs about that? Because the stories we hold about ourselves are really important. And what you said about the tip jar is a story. We get that picture really clearly, as you're saying. You know about best buskers out there, about the, the itinerant uh, musicians that would travel and, and pass the news on from city to city or town to town in the old days. You know, so some of the things that, that when I started talking about this camping with dads, I made it a long form uh, because generally what we see on television, we're so used to watch the news. There's a crawl down the bottom with all this stuff going on. We're reading that. We're listening to what they're saying. They got a person over here and a Zoom box over there and they're talking and they're bouncing around and, or, you know, or they're showing something over here that's going on while they're talking on this. All of this stuff's going on. We want quick, short sound bites. What is President Trump's favorite thing? Tweeting, less little short, tiny things, just those little blurbs. So I made a long form. And when you want to sell stuff in our capitalistic system, you need certain silos. One of the things I loved about kids' music was that I could do any kind of music I wanted, and it went in the kids' music uh, silo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it would have to be in jazz or blues or classical or folk or rock and roll or, or musicals from Broadway, whatever. And I like all that stuff. So I went, this is great. I can do kids music and do whatever music I want. I'm, I'm guessing you guys have the same story. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you're, and you, you really achieved that same thing on this album because you did do different styles. I love the, you know, you have a little reggae thing going there on one and, you know, just all, all the fun stuff and the, and the musical box concept and then, you know, straight Anyway, was it Stronger? Is that the one that had kind of Stronger is it's kind of Afro beat that I, I really like a lot of the African music. And I, it's, it's, you know, not like tribal stuff, but there's, there's just a different kind of, it makes you, got it, you, you find yourself to have to move. Some boys treat girls 
So, you know, so the long form is something that we've, we're going to lose how to do that. Uh, when you look at some of the 16th century uh, European writers, they would do these long things. I mean, all those novels, by, as I mentioned, Charles Dickens or any of the other people that Jonathan Swift would write these long novels with intricate sentence structures and people would hang in and do that. But now it's all sound bites. If, if something isn't real quick, they'll just, if you got to go to click three times on a website, you go do something else instead. And I, so I did this song for him knowing it's not going to be really, really, uh, it's not going to excite people unless they're willing to take the time to listen to the 68 minutes. And that's what I suggest people do with this. I say, get something to drink, sit down with someone you love, you know, and put it on and just go camping with me and the dads because it, it goes okay. But if you don't, if you're just listening to the first couple songs, you don't get to the tougher songs that I did later in the, there's a five minute song called, um, called uh we can we can bounce oh, about, yeah. 
a guy who sang, a, a grown man who sang about his father and how his father used to keep him on the upside of the seesaw and how that was maybe some of his dad's problem, but he didn't know when he was going to let you down. And the father said, it's good for you to learn how to bounce, son. And it's true. But also, if all you know how to do is bounce, you don't ever connect. And, and it's a complicated right. song. If I put that at the beginning of the album, I would have lost the dads and the kids. But if I get the kids having fun at the beginning of the album and the dads are kind of coming along or meeting who they are and starting to see who they are, you start getting involved with the characters. So by the time you get toward the later part of the song, I can do stuff like Stuart Stotts' song about different choice. He did a wonderful job on that. About the Stronger song. About, there's a song called um, Some Gives Come With Strings Attached. And someone yeah. gives you something, but then they tell you how they want you to use it. And you're going, well, wait a minute. Didn't you give it to me? Talking about the coat, leaving it at home. And mom said, I shouldn't wear that coat. Don't get it dirty or something like that. You know, that was well established. And, and spitball, my gosh, that's a heavy theme right there. Right. Know? It's about war and about escalation. And people say, well, you can't do a song for kids about escalation. You're not going to understand. I go, wait a minute. I talked to a kid. You ever stood in line and somebody pushed you? And they go, yeah. I go, what did you do there? I pushed him back. Did you push him back the same amount? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a little harder. He says, yeah. And then what did he do? Well, he hit me. You know, that's escalation. You just got to tell them about it and they understand. And as the song says, if we keep doing the same things over and over again, we're going to keep getting the same results. So yeah. I, I talk with the kids about war, but that came out of a discussion that an 11-year-old girl asked me when we were cooking dinner for the, making beans for the kids when they were down swimming at the creek. You know, and so the conversation came up and we did the song. So I, I work it in so that parents can see how you could talk about this. Because if a kid comes up and says to their parent, which they're either going to know from their parent, I'm never going to ask my mom or dad or this because they, they're gonna, not going to answer it. Or you say, how do wars start? Why does that stuff go on? And the parents are going, I don't know. I'm busy trying to do this right now. Can we come back and talk about that later? I want to model how you can do that, you know. Well, you know, it's the, the, they may not understand the word, but they understand the action. So what you're doing is you're putting them together so they recognize, uh, you know, the word with the action. That's why story is so important, you know, as, you, as I mentioned about the, about the tip jar. Or what, the stories that we tell ourselves is that I'm no good or I can't do that or I don't know what to say. And if we change our stories, one of the stories that parents have, and men in particular, is I'm not going to go there because I don't know the answer to this. So I'm not even going to discuss it. Uh-huh. And, and if you change your story to going, it's okay if you don't know. And then, what, what do you do then? A guy goes, you go, well, you say, I'm not, I don't know. You know what I'm modeling? I'm modeling that it's okay not to have the right answer. Because in school, it's not okay if you don't have the right answer or an, any answer. You're supposed to come up with something. Same thing within business. So what we want the kids to know is it's okay. It's okay to not know because then you say, well, so what do you think? And then you're talking about it. That's one of the kinds of skills, the long-form skills that we've lost, which is, which is the more rural red states in this country you know, that have their own ways of being. I've got some, I'm got some red state property in Northern California and I got a tractor and I have a rifle, you know, and you won't think that being a liberal progressive that you wouldn't, I wouldn't have those things. I don't shoot anything with it, except it's fun to try to hit in the middle of a target or something, but I do use the tractor to mow the lawn and do the other stuff. And I have a chainsaw and I know how a lot of the people up there operating and they're good hearted folks, even though I live in the city, but there's so little, blending so difficulty people have with listening to someone who disagrees with them instead of needing a good listening to and and how do we teach kids to do that if we don't have those skills ourselves as parents which is why I did this I was also hoping that moms would get this and say you know what I want my husband to be able to not pass patriarchal things on to the kids so I'm buying them this cd 
for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, you know. I'm not sure how to market it yet because of the long form that can put people off if they don't listen to the whole thing. It's funny, you know, the older we get uh, uh, and wiser, you know, it's almost like you go, gosh, I wish I knew this when I was 20 years old. Or I, that, That's where you're supposed to get the wisdom from is from the, 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 the older people, the grandparents or great-grandparents passing it down. But conversely, if they have not modeled or have been modeled that behavior, how can you pass it down? You know, and the more you get set in your, your ways as you get older, uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting dichotomy. We can bounce is how do you put that in a kid's album so that the kid can hear it in some way that, that they don't, that they can listen to a five minute song with an old white guy singing this song with just a guitar and still be engaged in this story because they know that all the other dads and the other kids are sitting around listening to it at the same time. And they've got that story in their head. It isn't just like, hey, here's a kid's album. Let's do this song now. It wouldn't work yeah. all. But, but you know, so it's just about how do you frame stuff so that the kids and the parents that are going to be your consumers can 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 process it. It's called capacity building. Like my song, no, My Body is Nobody's Body But Mine, where you teach kids to just say no. You can teach kids to just say no, but you need to give them the capacity to be successful with parents. So when you're mm. teaching that to kids in school, you need to call the parents and say, we just taught them this, just like a new tool. They're not going to use it right. You can say, it's time for bed. And they're going to go, no, you can't tell me what to do. And you got to, don't smack them across the room. Understand that they're practicing that. And there's times to say that. And there's times not. And help them understand that. And it's giving the kid a capacity to be successful with being able to say no when they really need to say no. Same thing with Bob Fitzsimmons and that stuff. And so I wouldn't write it necessarily. You could do it with, John, with uh, Bob Fitzsimmons talking to the child. I think that would be very cool. But it might be nice to hear what the the kid gets listened to by Bob Fitzsimmons and you can have Bob do something with, then you don't need to go into the Bob being abused by his father. Or if you do, you can do it in some way where the kid maybe has something not, maybe not so bad as Bob and Bob could have a thought in after the kids left about how he didn't want to go that deep, but it, but you know, the way the kids, the kid's father yells at him and stuff and wouldn't let him come to the fight or something you know, yeah. you have to write the song. I'm just saying, it's, it's, that's just the fun of the art of putting together a song that will resonate with the kid. Uh, I want to ask you, Peter, too, you know, because uh, you just, uh, I want to know how you went about doing this, because you guys got a group, you and Ellen and and uh, I think Willow and, and others got involved with uh, a, a Woody Guthrie uh, tribute, right, recently? Is that correct? That's, that's correct, yeah. That's exactly you, right. You, did you do it at Theatricum Botanicum or? No, we shot it in our living room. But uh, like singer-songwriters and kids musicians, um, there's you, when you run a theater like Ellen does and Will Gear, who's Grandpa Walton, uh, put his, his energy together to help put together our, our theater, which we've been running for 44, 45, 46 years. This wow. is the first time Ooh. in 45 seasons that it's an outdoor theater it's under the oak trees. We were known internationally for our work. And Ellen Gear, my wife, has been the artistic director there for most of the time. When Will Gear did it, Will was, as by his own declamation, he was an old hippie. The person he played on Grandpa, as Grandpa Walton on the Walton's television show, he didn't have to act. That's just who he was. It was just sort of... And, um, and so he just got people together. He wanted to do theater for free. People would come out. That's how I met Ellen and Will. Um, and Will and Woody Guthrie were buddies and traveled around together to the migrant farm camps and their families knew each other. Actually, 
some of the early, uh, the Almanac singers and stuff with it, where Pete Seeger was a member of that. Woody was in with them early on and, and Will introduced Pete to them, you know? Um, and so, so the families have done this and Will used to get his book out, you know, Grandpa Walton, he'd sit there with his legs crossed and he'd be reading these reminiscences about the Gear family and the Guthrie family. And we'd stand around behind him and we try to figure out, because he would just skip a couple pages and go to something else. We go, oh, we're moving our capos and trying to get and do the right song, you know. Well, we've done it for 45 years, and we don't do it every year, but every other year, we pack the place with folk singers that want to, I mean, folk aficionados or people that want to sing the old, this land is your land, and going for a ride in the car, car, and the Oklahoma Hills, mm-hmm. and all the, you know, going down that road feeling bad, all of the Woody Guthrie songs. I've been playing Woody for 35 years or more now, yeah. um, and I don't look like Woody, um, but I memorize an awful lot of his uh, his book, Bound for Glory. Dan plays on the album. He plays the lead guitar oh. on my song, I Brought a Gorilla Home. The gorilla oh, also played. Oh, I love, that's a great, <laughs> a great song. I'm sorry, I love that song. I went to the zoo today, saw the zebra and giraffe. The lion there had lots of hair, and the penguins made me laugh. Saw the kangaroo hop and the walrus flop, watched two wolves share a bone. But I got a surprise, so close your eyes, cause I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Yeah, I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. I couldn't leave him there, cause he had no chair, so I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Well, what do you expect? Everyone wants to be free. And a gorilla deserves respect, just like you and me. All the elephants have to wear leg chains, and the tigers live behind bars. And none of them have lawn to lie down on half as nice as ours. So I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Yeah, I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Well, he's been homeschooled and he's very cool, so I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Yeah, I did. So what'll we give him for dinner? Bananas are not enough. That's all he gets at the zoo, I think. All those animals have it rough. He's a family man and he's got a plan. When you meet him, he'll explain. He's gonna run for office. He wants me to run his campaign. So I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. Yeah, I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. He can wash the car and he plays guitar. So I brought a gorilla home. You brought a gorilla home. That's right, he's good too. He bakes are great and he's very, very strong. He doesn't snore or pick his nose. He never, never does anything wrong. He loves to blow big bubbles. He's no trouble in any way. And I'll sleep in the tub when his family comes. <laughs> I told him we had room to stay. So I brought some gorillas home. You brought some gorillas home. Yeah, I brought some gorillas home. You brought some gorillas home. 
Take a sweep the floors and do my chores So I brought some gorillas home You brought some gorillas home It's a family affair we all can share You brought some gorillas home Hey, hey, who you calling on the phone? You brought some gorillas home No, you can't send them back, they just unpack You brought some gorillas home Come on, it'll be fun for everyone You brought some well, Dan, you know, and I say, and he and he plays guitar too. Come on, why can't I bring a gorilla home? And I said, uh, yeah. good too. And Dan does this wonderful lead on it. Yeah, yeah. And he and Brian Chapman play together a lot. So yeah. So yeah. you just gotta you have to pick your sources these days differently because of the COVID nineteen and because of the this is what we're doing now. And also, you know, I I'm entering for the Grammys. I'm really not expecting to win. And you know what? I'm, I think I have a good product. One of the things that I'm learning, I think it has to do with age. It's partly because black people and women haven't been getting the acknowledgement that they needed to because, it, because well, there's so many of us other white guys doing this. And I'm okay with that. Uh, is, it, am I, am I going to go no fair? I could. But the point is, it's been no fair for them for a really long time. And I didn't do it. I'm not responsible for it. But it, that's that's what's in the cards. And you know what? I'm at this point in my life saying, I need to go through the process of doing this. I'm going to try to get a Grammy. I'll put it out there. If I don't get nominated or I don't win it, it's going to be okay. Cause I I'm learning, I'm listening to other people's stuff. And that's what an important change to make for us. You know, I've been pushing for years for kids artists to do stuff. That's more content in, involved because families need that. And they come to a kid's concert and they're sitting there and they give you their eyes and their ears and their brains for 50 minutes. And if we're all going to do alphabet stuff and you know, uh, environmental stuff is like recycle your cans. That sounds political, but who's going to argue against that? How do you tool yourself to say, I want to talk about escalation, about fighting, about how you say, because in that song, my 11-year-old granddaughter says, you know what? If you throw a spitball at me, I will not spit back because we got to start changing it. And it starts with me. Other people aren't going to be able to do it. I'm going to do it because I don't want to do this. This is what, this is if this is how wars start, if I don't have that skill set, I'm going to start right here. And what I'm trying to do is model that for kids. And, and there's so much um, life that so many of us kids performers have under our belt and have learned ways to live our lives better. And I've been for years trying to encourage people to put that into their stuff. And what I'm seeing now at this Children's Music Network, there's wonderful, I, I, I heard, there's a lot of people. Alastair Mook knocked my socks off. He's got yeah. wonderful stuff. Joni yeah. Lee did a song called, has an album called All, All the Women all the ladies or something. And there's a song about, I want to be just like RGB. And I'm going, yes, yes, yes. And, and so I really, I'm, I'll leap out of my seat applauding for anyone sincerely, because I'm just so glad that that's going on. Because it's such a, um, a missed opportunity when we don't give parents some skills to be able to help their kids deal with some of the things that they're facing in this new world of ours. Well, Justin Roberts referenced uh, Woody Guthrie and in, in RGB. He, he just did an online concert. He, we were talking to him last week, and he and he did this land is your land, you know, the Woody song, and he mm-hmm. wrote a verse about RGB that he thought was yeah. important to put in there. So I love that. Justin's, Justin's wonderful with what he does. You did a good one here, buddy. You got a good one. This is an excellent uh, album from beginning to end. I really enjoyed the adventure. Uh, it reminded me of several other backpacking trips I've been on in my lifetime, you know, and not with kids too sometimes, but that, yeah, it's, it was delightful. And I, I love the way you shared all these experiences with, 
Liam, is that your grandson's name? Is that- he's, yeah, he's one of my grandchildren. The other one who's saying, on, I, I want to be an anthropologist. Oh, that's a great, that's a great song. He's, he's, a, he's five years old, and oh, wow. we had to do a lot of, of, of tuning of his, of his stuff, but he's like that. He's, when he was three and a half, he went to the fire engine, and the firemen are going, he knows more about this than some of you guys, you know. <laughs> exactly. Just a little intellect like that. And his brother, his brother Luther, who's not, now JT Jules is five and Luther's three, but Luther's like all emotion, you know. And he's got this older brother who's all brain. And I could just see uh, JT trying to describe something to him, and Luther's going to go, you know, <laughs> I'm watching that unfold in my family here. I should mention that if any, cause, cause you can't play camping with dad. I guess you can play all our kids, but there's a lot of fun songs on there. And I think I tailored it real well. So that some of the more songs with more depth and for the dads to kind of go, Oh yeah. When we talking about stuff that we're supposed to have done, like I wear pink um, mm-hmm. is something that, we talk about how their kids couldn't do it, but but then there's you know they're not supposed to do that, and that they'll get flack. But guys are saying, "Hey, we learned all these things we we're supposed to do too." And I'm getting older now, and I'm going, "It's okay to do that, you know, yeah. to do stuff we're not supposed to do." Yeah. So I should mention that if people want to get any of these, you can go to my website at peterallsop.com, and Camping with Dads is right there on top. You can click through, and it'll take you to an Amazon link, and you can you can buy one of those. I sure I would appreciate the support of uh, you all getting an album, uh, you get digital downloads. I don't even need to mail anything. And most people don't even have cars with CD players anymore. You can get them, the CDs. Um, I know you can get the digital downloads right now. I think the DVDs, uh, the CDs are up there as well. So come on by peteralsop.com. And um, I'd love to hear suggestions and, and comments. That would be super. And thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Sorry, you for doing this with us. We really enjoy it. And we just miss you. We miss seeing you in person, you know, hanging out, you know, down in the canyon. I love it. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Peter. We look forward to having you back again, uh, unless there's a COVID-20. Give our best to Ellen and the family, okay, and everybody. Just- you too. Good to talk to you. Thanks. I'm just kidding and he's just kidding, just kidding is what we do. We're just kidding and they're just kidding, you kid a little bit too. When we feel like singing, we invite some friends. We'll have some fun and laugh a lot. Hope it never, hope it never. I'm just kidding and he's just kidding, just kidding is what we do. We're just kidding and they're just kidding, you kid a little bit too.